coming to CuriosityStream. Go on an adventure, 66 million years in the making, with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew, to the mind-blowing species still being unearthed, and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history. Did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on CuriosityStream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in today for the 55th episode of the Pod Once podcast. I'm your host, Char Char J, joined by my beautiful guests, Luke. It's about damn time you're back. Good and Lord. Harris Productions. You're back, Charlie D'Amelio. I'm back. I survived my plane crash, as said last week. But today we're going to be talking about Season 6, Episode 10, The Lost Ones. We're going to be diving into Sifo-Dyas, the whole backstory about that that was lightly uh, discovered in Attack of the Clones, but it's going to get much, much deeper. I'm excited to talk about it all with you guys, and uh, are you guys excited? Yeah, I, I think this is uh, this is an interesting arc, or not an arc, an interesting episode that got thrown in. Uh, and it really does a good job of explaining things, uh, I mean, and filling in the holes from Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. So it's one of my favorites. Yeah, what about you, Harith? Are you ready? Yeah, same as Luke. It's uh, one of my favorite. I think it's probably my favorite one-off Clone Wars episode of The Bunch. I'll get into reasons why later on. But yeah, I definitely filled a lot of holes and questions I had about the prequel trilogy as a whole. Beautiful. And this is my my most rewatched solo episode of Clone Wars because of just the answers you get from the movies in this episode so yeah let's get the show on the road and uh let's do it he never would have made it as obi-wan's battle but he might make it as mine and we're back so our first guest today we have two guests and they're both returners to the pod ones podcast last week he hosted the show and he took over and uh harris was harry styles luke was who were you luke i think i was just luke Oh, typical Luke. And I was Charlie D'Amelio. Let's bring in the former host of the Pod Ones podcast, Chase at Ford Into the Black. I have no recollection of the events you're describing. Uh, (laughs) I knew you were going to do that. How you been, man? I've been great. How are you guys? Good. Good. It's good to be back. I I missed last week's episode because I was coming home late from Los Angeles. So I'm glad to be back talking about Clone Wars with all of you beautiful people so oh yeah is that like the pod ones mandela effect like like in another universe chase is just the host and then it's just bleeding into our universe yeah might be it's the pod ones multiverse i've never heard of the pod ones podcast (laughs) (laughs) um chase oh no believe me hey i have a resume of all of the times that you've been on the show so i don't Uh, maybe that's his doppelganger maybe that's his multiversal Yeah. Um, Jace, where can the good people find you on the social medias? You can find me everywhere on social media at Forward Into the Black on TikTok, on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also find me every once in a while on Rogue Council uh, talking about Star Wars movies, Star Wars introspective lore. Nice, nice, nice. Go check out their podcast. It's great. Um, Harris has been a guest on the podcast. Yes, I have. I was, I was on for the Kenobi episode. Nice. Correct. I'm still waiting to appear on Rogue Council, but you know, one day. Take, I'm taking no offense Same. to it. Same. Is that like you're on any major podcast recently or anything? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway. So, are we ready to bring in our second guest? Yep. All right. So, let's bring in one of. So, it's kind of funny because we have both people that have done presentations on our live Clone Wars shows. And 
Chase is uh, known for doing PowerPoints, while the other did a Prezi on the Leia, or not the Leia, the Clovis arc. Let's bring in Pat at St. Pat Separatist. It was right. long. Clovis, it long, was, not Clovis. Leaving the order. It was our most popular leaving the order. I thought it was uh, and all the work I did for that episode, and it was wow. our most popular episode of the wow. podcast. I'm Great sorry, I died. Job, I died. It, I died in a plane crash last week. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm surprised that we, you we even can, had your brain when you came back. We, we can forgive you for brain damage. <laughs> well, Pat, how are you? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I am doing that's fantastic. On a, that's on a, That's on the daily. I'm doing fantastic, and I'm happy to be on here before I have a final. So. It's a good way to re- to relax. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, oh, <laughs> damn! Did you call me my harshest oh, critic. Yeah, I got, we got a new harshest critic. Um, title. real quick, Hans. I was about to do that. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining. You must be new here. Uh, they have a question. Any big characters you think will show up in Andor? Real quick, what do we think? Who do we think's showing up in? Uh... Let's, let's let's each name two characters that we think. Okay, I'll start. With, I'll start with Chase. Zero the hut. He's not dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give me a semi-real answer. <laughs> oh. Um Saw. I really think Saw's gonna show up. Oh, interesting. interesting. I don't know. What do you what's that? <laughs> I don't know. Hey. You asked for a semi-realistic one. Hey, I that's not a bad one. Uh um uh Pat, sorry, my brain's just out of it. Wow. Hey, likewise, Luke, likewise. <laughs> well, Luke and, and Char can't remember think details about me. Anyway, right. so. It's not our fault. It's, it's, so, it's the Republic propaganda that Luke has. Yeah, that's yeah. R- really what's throwing me off. Wait, if it's Luke's, then what's mine? This is the plane crash? <laughs> yes, yours is, yours is the plane crash. Yours yes. is the plane crash. So, um, I definitely think we, we might get a K2SO cameo some point okay probably prob- probably late towards the end um because i know it's it's gonna be it's at least three seasons right that's what they said yeah it was originally slated to be five so i i think he, he's gonna make an appearance at one point and uh being the first season it might just be a cameo and then later on it might be more towards developing their relationship um and then i'm i'm on senator chuchi watch I, that I, would be cool. I need to know if she's safe, if she's all right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> she, 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 she is my love, and I, I don't want anything bad ha- to happen to her. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, Harris, I'll go with the safest answer. I'm shocked nobody has said so far. Bail Organa. I feel like Bail Organa is almost a guaranteed bet into the show because of how much Mon Mothma is going to be in the show, and also it's just Jimmy Smith. So, so at this point, I think it's safe. The other one, it's it's been rumored a lot. I'll also go with Tarkin. I feel like those two are kind of like the almost yeah. guarantees of them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, that's funny. That would that that would not be cool. That would not be cool. Um, Char, who do you think? Well, uh, I feel like this story is going to be heavily based on the Empire, so I'm going to just be like Harith and say it's safe. I'm going to I'm going to go with Palpatine and Masameda. I'm going Tarkin, obviously, because I think it's a you, that's how you can kind of connect it more to Rogue One, um, and I think Orson Krennic will show up in the oh show. Oh my again. God, Alanis! Uh, okay, fine. Uh, Agent Callus, 
watch maybe. Agent Callus is not coming. Sorry, not sorry. Oh, okay. All right. We're already hey, starting off on a really who would tough play Callus in real hey, life. Hey. <laughs> well, hey. Uh, Hate to say it. Anyway, uh, See? no, but Chase. See? There we go. Chase, what did you say? <laughs> who would play Callus in real life? Ooh, that's that's a tough one. Um. Real answers are joke answers. Either. Jim Carrey. There you go. Jim Carrey like, has to be a serious. I, to be like serious, I think Chris Hemsworth would be a perfect callus. What? Really? I'm not, I'm not upset with that. That's interesting. See, when, when, when it comes to Mink, I don't mind like big name actors making like having small roles in star wars but when it comes to big roles and, and like recognizable characters like callus in them i prefer like smaller actors to get those roles and so like i don't like making speculations because i like oh yeah like kira knightley asabe yeah that would well, be interesting if we saw her in the show mickey rourke <laughs> as agent callus <laughs> jesus <laughs> jesus okay I, ha I have two answers one is a popular one, one's a sim. I'm gonna go like two different routes. For my unknown, it's not unknown, it's he's semi popular. It would be Roger Clark, the voice of Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Redemption 2. My popular one would be the actor for Jamie Lannister. Nikolai, oh, um, uh, Nikolai, Nikolai Coster Waldo, yeah. Coster Waldo. I, I mean, I don't hate that. I could see him with the, with the, sideburns, the side chops, the, 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 oh my goodness, that would have been. I didn't say Jensen Eccles. I said someone else entirely different. Okay. See, she, yeah. Well, that's because she likes, uh, she doesn't really like Jamie. She tolerates Jamie in the show. But, yeah. Um. Hey, Haley. Hi. How yeah. What's going on, Haley? I saw that you were at the, the beach earlier today. Hope that was fun. Yep. Yeah, it did look fun. Um, but let's get into the episode. Malik, uh, I Malik. Yeah, but also, um, thank you, Hans, for the question. That was a good way to kick off the episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so we're talking about basically this episode boils down to the Jedi finally kind of figuring out this the 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 reason why the clones are around and who put the orders in. Um. What do you think the main weakness of the Jedi was during this? You point? know, you know, look, I find it so upsetting that I miss a week and you forgot about my plot summaries. Well, that's not that's, that's not after that the works. intro that's discussion. That. Oh, Char, did you miss a week? Dude, good job. Not read the notes. We're already off to a great <laughs> anyway. Okay. I Shane. thought you I thought you just dove right in. No, actually, Pat, what do you what what do you think the biggest weaknesses uh, was for the Jedi? Their education system. Really? <laughs> Elaborate. As I, I, I love the Jedi, and I'm trying. I don't want to slander the Jedi. I'm not going to try against the Jedi slander because I love them. But they cannot critical think without the Force to save their life. They, they, they like they they have this weird balance where like the force helps them give them insight but if they lose their connection to the force or their connection to the form force and that insight disappears they, they can't see four feet and find their face 
That's fair. I mean, you kind of get to see that a little bit in them being a little bit of naive. Not they're they're being a little bit of naivety, um, especially when when the answers were really fun of the, in front of their face. So I I feel that that's an interesting answer though. And and, and, the, and the best try you can see, they can be able to you. They don't have to depend on the force to make connections. They look for answers in the force. They let their the force guide them to the answers, but they don't depend on it for the insight. That's fair. That's fair. Chase, your thoughts? Um, I would say similar to what Pat said, but I think it more comes to who was on the council when. I think they had a poor assembly of the council and who was kind of you know running the show for the Jedi. Um, I think. If we take all of Clone Wars into consideration, we have like a bunch of missteps from the Jedi Council, and I think it, you know it's, it's mismanagement, you know, as they say in business school. Um, but no, I I I also don't look at it as I don't really see much of a weakness, as we do know how you know it's even said in the movies like the shroud of the dark side is, is clouding their vision. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, later. Later in this episode, you hear Yoda talk about a dark web that a Sith Lord has built for them. And it is it is like an incredibly difficult maze and obstacle course that they have to get through. And they're doing the best they can. It, it is designed from the beginning to be a battle they can't win. Yes, absolutely. And I, oh. I think the biggest part about it is that they, that they are... Uh, that the dark side is starting to like cloud their mind even in the in phantom menace i think i think the process starts um but i think it even starts before that i think we're going to discover that in phase three of the high republic um because that sith shrine underneath the temple is going to be a big big thing um that's and, that, sure. and that's where acolyte comes into play yes <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yep, they did need more therapy droids. Uh, You're absolutely sweet, right, sweet baby ITO. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Harith or Char? Um, well, I feel like uh, mine's pretty straightforward. It's a uh, this comes from the book called Brotherhood, the very first part of Brotherhood, the Jedi Milit- Militarization Integration Act, a hundred percent. The, the, the point when the Jedi joined the military or joined the war, that was when the whole the whole fate of the Jedi turned for the worse. The, the moment they joined the fight was when everything went to shreds. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Is that they, they and we've been saying this like there have been arcs in in our rewatch where we um Yeah It's not on fire, it's just the light. um it's it's interesting because it's like at that see here we go there we go um it is hubris to criticize them with hindsight and ominous pat but no if you look at if you look at high republic 2 stellan and elzar do not critically think while they're while they're disconnected from the force it takes them a while push through everything. Well, it's, it's, it's not even a still on an Elzar thing. That's just the entire people on Starlight at that point. Yeah. We're so, getting we're getting into spoiler territory with the High Republic. Sorry. We're going to try not to try not to spoil that book. Nobody's read it. But um 
it's interesting to see what the dark side does for sure. Um, and yeah, and it's I think it's funny that Malik's like, oh, uh, what did he say? Three years deep into the war, and he's like, we should look into who made this army we use instead of starting that off in like the beginning. You know what I mean? Well, that also gives credit to Pat's. Yeah. Yeah, he, Pat did say something earlier about the education. That that was his one big thing of weakness is their education system. But yeah. to build off what Char was going to say, my point is very similar to Char's of like, like I said, it's when they join the war. It's it kind of goes back to what the Grand Inquisitor said in Kenobi. The Jedi Order is like an itch. They cannot help it. So once they saw people were in need and need their help, Palpatine just kind of dragged them in there. And yeah, once the them. Jedi Military Integration Act fell through, it was, it was all over. It was all. It was all. It was just. It all like started off like a chain. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because from there on, they started trusting the clones, even though they had no idea where the clones came from. And then at the end of this arc, we find out that like they were like, you know what, we still trust them. So no, yeah, absolutely. But that's also like they've gone through three years of fighting. Yeah, with these clones, so it's it's kind of hard to just be like, oh, we can't trust them anymore. Like well, a lot of even... these Jedi have. Thought, even have you, with them. No, Yoda even says, like, we can't not trust the clones. Like, they've saved your life and mine multiple times. Uh, obviously, they can't detect the, the chips in Order 66 coming, but, like, like what are they going to do? Like, hmm, we're starting to have suspicions about this clone army. All these clones who have literally saved our lives and have upheld the Republic, yeah, get out of here, and we'll just let the droids take over? Like, Yeah, it's... it's, it's uh... It's quite sketchy, but I digress. Let's uh, dive into the episode itself. Yeah, absolutely. Jark, go ahead. All right. So the plot summary of this episode. Um, I remember when I was watching last week's episode, or the one when I wasn't here. And yeah, uh, I've been last. Obi Sean in the chat said, "Uh, the lack of Godfrey is disappointing." And uh. You know what? I'm going to brighten up your day a little bit. All right. So get pre- get ready for some Godfrey. All right. Oh, God. You got to turn down the volume. <laughs> Max Stout the gain. All right. <laughs> Season six. The lost one. A long awaited truth. A distress signal has been received at the Jedi Temple. And Master Blue Coon has been dispatched to investigate its origin. The signal is from a ship thought to be lost and was last known to be in the possession of a Jedi Master who was killed long ago. Wow, that's a short one. I know. Char, Char I got a question for you. What? What are you going to do when you guys cover Rebels? That's, that's what I've been doing this entire time. <laughs> don't you worry. That's I don't great. Know. That's a good. That's a good question. It's a very another, good question. In the words of Awesome, got it. Are you just gonna question. go Star Wars Rebels every <laughs> time? Star Wars Rebels. Um, no, but I'll be like, uh, I'll be like Palpatine after he defeats Maul. I'll have other uses for you. Oh Jesus. Um, but yeah, that was. I I think okay. Let's rank that. I thought that was really good. I thought it was the strongest one yet. You know, yeah. it was really it, it was loud, it was guy. beautiful, it was great. There was okay. there's no stuttering, uh, a lot of passion. Yes. Uh, yeah. so I'm gonna give you a six point nine. Out of ten. You know what? Hey, out of ten. Out of seven, Char. Seven. Out of seven. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I think that was that's better than a seven, because it's like 
Nice, but <laughs> sixty-nine. Okay, so a funny Chase, number. So Chase graded it. What about Pat? Pat, I give that an eight. Just for you. All right. Eight out of ten. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Her- oh no, Luke, Luke, Luke. Um, are we doing it out of ten? Are we doing? It seems like everybody's doing it out, out of 10. ten. Out of ten. Uh, I will say eight point five. I'll go eight point five. I'm sticking to my normal grading system, which is out of five. I'm keeping the consistency for the, the entire show, even though everyone's That's going good. out of ten. That's good, because nobody's ever been consistent on this show. Come on now. <laughs> consistency? Who is they? Yeah, who are they? Never anyway, uh, I'll give you a 3.7. Out of five, so that's a seven point four. That's not bad. Hey, that's a that's a good collective cinema that is, score. I'm kidding. That is a hundred. Yeah. Good, good job. That? Good job, Charlie. You 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 got an, you got to meet an average average. Hey 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 hey. No paparazzi plays unless you're paying. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We'll keep you up for the Yoda arc because that one. Oh you're be on your, yeah. Your good luck. Arc. Good luck Darth, on that one. Darth man, I have no idea what you're talking about. What do you say? When did this no. happen? No, the bit, the bits, the bits dead. Yeah, what, yeah, what Kenny. What are you referring to? Like I never heard. Yeah, of this yeah, Kenny. Um, Chase got hit with the Men in Black, uh, like flash thing. So yeah. I just forgot about this past week. Yeah. No, we uh, we did it old Republic style. We just mind wiped him. Oh yeah, that was a lot easier to do. And then uh, here's Brian with the beard reciting pie. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Looking to make your holiday gifts more extraordinary? There's one place you need to go. Paper Source. Paper Source's gift wrap collection includes hand-illustrated designs, stone paper, sustainable handmade fine papers, and even pine-scented wrap. Don't want to do any wrapping? Paper Source has easy solutions with their pre-wrap gift boxes and bags. Or you can leave it to the professionals with their in-store wrapping service. Give yourself time back and wrap up your holidays with something extraordinary. Visit papersource.com or stop by a Paper Source near you today. I think he was ranking you as pie. You... Oh. <laughs> Wait, so is that out of five or out of ten, Brian? Curious. That's out of a thousand. Of th- okay, thousand, yeah. we must dispense with the pleasantries. Let's anyway, dive into this episode. <laughs> so it, this episode is only one episode, um, and it is called The Lost Ones. And the moral is, what is lost is often found. Um kind of give a little bit of background we're starting off plo Koon, uh is investigating a, a crash from a obviously the um uh crash the the, the l-a-a-t on felucia yeah um and he ends up finding a lightsaber obviously the lightsaber is they find out sifodius's so basically this whole episode is them trying to figure out okay what was sifodius doing here and there the real question, the first question that we have is, had the Jedi listened to sifo do you think the war's outcome would have been different, or was Palpatine's influence that strong? I, hmm, I don't think it would have been different. I think 
the master of contingency plans uh Cypher ds was but a pawn he was the first move he was that first pawn to be moved but he would have adjusted Cypher ds wouldn't have worked he would have adjusted uh palpatine's a little too smart to just rely on one minuscule jedi that's fair that's fair patch your thoughts I I agree with Chase. Um, Palpatine would have figured out a way for it. May have happened later, but it it would have, it would have happened. I do think the Jedi Order should have brought it to the Senate. I don't know if they did or not. Attention, and the Senate should have put into debate. It should have been talked about instead of just not thing. And maybe Palpatine wouldn't be able to gain as much power as Chancellor if they come up with some regulations for an army if needed to be. But it, Palpatine would still taken over the universe. No, yeah. I, I, see, I think it would have been a lot harder than than we think, to be honest. Uh, thanks, Tyler. Um, and <laughs> fuck, <laughs> Tyler's my boy. Um. Uh. No, but I, I think it's an interesting question because if you think about it. So if they do listen to Sifo Diaz, they're like, okay, so there's a little bit of shady shit going on. Let's figure this out. They probably would have figured it, it figured out that Palpatine was a Sith Lord a lot sooner. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, like in that episode, do you see how concerned Palpatine is? Yeah. About how Sifo Diaz was just brought up? And he was he choked Dooku about it. Like, I, I, he, was, I, he was that concerned. Okay, I got a question about this. This has always bugged me in Star Wars, right? All right, here we go. Okay, so in that scene, I think it's a great scene, you know, with Palpatine, like, you know, looming over uh, Dooku. Mm -hmm. Like, we've all been on FaceTime, right? Like, it's kind of rude to just FaceTime someone. You usually text them first. (laughs) It's like like Palpatine texts Dooku, like, Get on now. <laughs> he, just, he just opens his, like, his data pad and it's just, it's just a giant text in bold. It's like, get, get on FaceTime. It's like, holo call now. I don't care what you're doing. On right now. I just imagine Dooku sipping calf and all of a sudden there's a big red. He's like, all caps, FT me, you old bastard. He puts on his like loosest fitting collar because he knows yeah. what's gonna happen. Yeah, he like he like had his pajamas on from uh, the Dathomir, uh, uh, the the Dathomir arc, and he's just like he gets the call and he's like, God damn it, I gotta put on real clothes again. No, no, no. Then, he, he keeps a spare cape next to yeah. his chair at all times. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. You just go. Yeah. It, yeah, it's his hollow just... call cape. It's... Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's his only uh, uh, what is my bidding my master cape. I love that. I love that. Love that. Love that. Um, But I mean, if you think about it, if they would have listened to Sifo Diaz. Well, I mean, so not to bring up Plagueis again for like the umpteenth time on this podcast. Always bring up Plagueis. Always bring up Plagueis. Bringing up Plagueis. Bringing up Plagueis. He... Like, in that book, Plagueis is in the room with with Dooku, Sifo-Dyas, and uh, um, Qui-Gon at that point. And they're talking about Sifo-Dyas' vision and what it means. What does he think it, it means? And Plagueis straight up goes, man, it sounds like we should you should probably put a motion into the Jedi Order to make an army. And it's like, huh, interesting. 
Interesting. Oh, man, he 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 go he go never fails. You mean yeah. he go Damask the second? Get a load of that. Wait, was he a second? <laughs> yeah. His father. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. His father owned Damask Holdings. No, oh no, is his grandfather or great grandfather? I can't I remember. Can't remember. I that, that, that book is complicated. That book is very complicated, but it's always a good read. Oh, I feel so like good. the law. I feel like they took a little bit from. Plagueis and put it into this arc, kind of like the process of how the how like the backstory of what happened. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, um, because you know Plagueis wouldn't have allowed loose ends. You know, he probably would have got. Well, I can't even. I can't even remember how that book. Well, I know how that book ends. I just can't remember I, how. I, I feel like that's the one note Palpatine took from being Plagueis's apprentice. It's like. No loose ends. Like, yes, it's the only thing he ever paid attention to. Well, and I also think it's kind of funny because it's like they start investigating, right? And and uh, Obi Wan and Anakin go to Felucia. They find out there was another Jedi, and it's like, but he was the only one there. And it's like then you start to think about it. Oh, Dooku, Dooku was there. That makes sense. But, but. It goes back to what Elements is saying. It's information we know, but the Jedi don't. But but I guess it's just mine as like as an investigator, as a researcher. If I'm giving it a name and it keeps popping everywhere in references, I would make note of that name and go out looking for sources of, of that name. I just I just went like, oh, there's that name again. There's that name again. I wouldn't like. I was like, it's too much of a coincidence. And I'm like, it's it just, it's it just good analyzing what's going on. It's like you have a pattern; you should investigate that pattern. Well, it's also like the pattern that they should have looked at in Ahsoka's trial. <laughs> Don't want to bring that up again. That that shit storm. Wow. Chris, Chris about to bring out bring up the Padawan ranking again. Yeah, probably, most likely. Um, no, but I really, it's. This arc is one of I'm not arc because we I'm so used to talking about arcs because we usually talk about arcs. It's like so hard to think about it. Um, but uh, like this episode is like so monument monumental and so important to the story as a whole mm-hmm. um, because of all the ties that it has to Attack of the Clones and everything. Uh, oh no, I have <laughs> beast. Uh, I shouldn't have done that. Um, but. Yeah, but uh, Luke, before we dive into the next question, chat, yeah. do you think that if the Jedi listened to sifo do you think Palpatine's plan would have been shifted? Let us know. No, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to... Well, yeah. Well, I wanted to bring up, because uh, they say in this... Obviously, we're saying if they listen to him, but Mace Windu does mention the fact that sifo is was a little unhinged and unpredictable. So... Well, I mean, when I was looking at uh, Kenny's comment earlier... Uh, Sifo, Dooku, and Qui-Gon all sense it, but the Jedi Council said nope. I mean, yeah, they were idealists. That was why they uh, they were not your typical Jedi, the ones that weren't cling to all of the political drama that was happening within the Republic. So it's it changed a lot of the, the landscape of what the Jedi Order looked like due to Palpatine's influence. And then, like, I, it, it just feels weird to me that the council always draws, says we, we need to meditate on the force with it, but when they look at these 
Jedi that put a lot of trust into the Force for answers and stuff like that, that you label them as extreme or don't heed any of their visions that they're seeing. I mean, that's, Qui-Gon was a rogue to the Council because he trusted the actions to guide me by the Force and then all his analyzing it and his actions were based on that. And then well, yeah, a lot of what you said has to do with that deleted scene in Attack of the Clones called The Lost 20 about Dooku and how Dooku and Qui-Gon were very, very similar people and that they believed what was right with the Force, not with what was right within the Jedi Council and the Republic Senate and everything that had to tie in with what the Jedi were doing or what made them do what they had to do at the time. So it's important to look at those Jedi before Dooku shifted and to be like, hey, what could have happened? Do you think that because Sifo Dyas, the whole thing started where he, because he saw visions of the Republic destroying itself and then he went to the Kaminoans, ordered a clone army and then Dooku heard about Sifo's clone army to protect the Republic. Dooku murdered him. He took the, the clone plans to Palpatine and you're like, you know what, let's make a little change to this army. Let's put some things in their heads and let's see where it goes from there. No, yeah, definitely. And I think that's obviously Palpatine, like Sean says, Palpatine had contingencies for conting- his contingencies. So, um, And it's also funny because Qui-Gon uh, is invited to the council. He was asked to be on the council, and he was definitely going to take it. If you read Master and Apprentice, he was very, very close to being put on, very, very close to accepting that invitation until some events uh, kind of, uh, lead him to not make to go with the opposite uh, decision, uh, which is why I think uh, Master and Apprentice is must read mm-hmm. uh, material for sure. Another one of the the many Claudia Gray masterpieces that is out there for Star Wars. It's my favorite Star Wars book. The Queen of Star Wars herself, Claudia Gray. Well, being well, being a uh, Qui Gon Stan, Pat, I would I would assume it would be. It would be in the t- in the top, if not number yeah. one. You know, it's it, it, it's dead center in my bookshelf. Well, it's it's dead center in the middle of the timeline as well. You know, it's right in the middle of High Republic. Uh, no, it's right at the end of the High Republic, and like towards like the middle of like the saga as a whole, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Well, not in the middle of the saga because that's like New Hope, Empire area. That's the middle of the saga. And Kenny yeah. right here said this episode heavily played off of Dooku Jedi Lost and Master and Apprentice. Absolutely. Like, um, when you read Dooku Jedi Lost, you hear a lot about Sifo Dyas and Dooku when they were initiates in the Jedi Order, when they were a part of Hawkback Clan under the tutelage of uh, Jedi Master Sarah, uh, Tara Sanube. And you, you find out that they had a long history together. They were good friends. And... Dooku betrayed him, and that was one of the many parts of the story where you're like, ah, everything could have been so good. No, yeah, but... and I mean, and, and it's also kind of funny because I I have not, I should read and listen or listen to Jedi uh, Jedi Dooku Jedi Lost, um, because is that I, my dad? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. No, I think it's one of my friends trying to pop a check. Hey, yeah. Talk, all are welcome. All are welcome. Talk, talking about Cyphus, Dias, and Dooku, do you think he'll come up in the Tales of the Jedi shorts? I think so. 
I think he will definitely show up in the shorts for sure. No new friends. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. Honestly, essentially, Dooku was like, yeah, once I have met Palpatine, I'm doing his bidding. And if he tells me to do something, I'm going to do something. No, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's I think it's almost guaranteed that he'll show up. Um, but I mean, Mace Windu is also going to show up in some of in a little adventure as well. Yeah, so I know that this isn't my dad because he never calls me Chuck. <laughs> oh, well, so either way, you're hello, a fool. Mr. Yeah, <laughs> be, you're a pretender to the throne. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like that's 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 very 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 interesting. And uh, I mean, do you guys think we're gonna see Sapodias in Tales of the Jedi? I would love to. My dream. Ooh, here we go. We love oh. to hear about dreams. Uh, no, my dream is that we finally get Plagueis in Tales of the Jedi. <sighs> like, we oh. finally oh. get... Don't tease me with a good time. <laughs> no. The fact that it is it is the end of the High Republic. Like, if we look at, like, episode one as the, t- like the, the absolute final second of the High Republic, um, he has the potential to be there. If we're going to go back to Baby Dooku, uh, and how it all came to corruption, I think Plagueis being there. Makes I a think lot of sense. I think that would be sweet because then you could have that conversation. Well, because we are supposed to get young Qui Gon. Well, yeah, we're supposed to get uh, Padawan Dooku and then Master Dooku with Qui Gon. I think because yes. it's what three episodes of Tales of the yeah. it's well it's three three. It's three, Ahsoka. three Ahsoka, three Dooku. Two. I think they're gonna. St- I think they're gonna start with Ahsoka first, and then they're gonna finish off with Dooku. I think that's the logical, don't you think? And the thing that interests me the most, and I think maybe pointing to what Chase is saying, was at the panel, Filoni said, "If we didn't show the Ahsoka episode, we'd be having a very different discussion right now." I was like, "That's what true. does that mean?" That is true. He did say that at the Tales of the Jedi uh, panel. So, I mean, that would be so cool if he was... Yeah, wait, wait, weren't we all there for that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Everyone here? Yeah. Yeah, everybody was in that in that panel. I That that was one of my favorite panels from Celebration, to be honest with you. It, mm-hmm. it was it was my favorite panel. Well, duh, because it, you, got, you, got, you got the announcement that Liam, Liam Neeson is going to uh, be Qui-Gon again. And his son's going to be Qui- young Qui-Gon. Yeah, young Qui-Gon. Yeah, so... Yeah, but... All right, um, let's dive into the next question. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've gone off a bit of a tangent. Yeah. So how does this episode uh, show how unraveled the Jedi have become? What weakness in the Order are is becoming more apparent than before the war started? Um, okay. Kind of going back on the intro question and kind of what we talked about a little bit like a minute or two ago. I think... And maybe I'm wrong, but I, I feel like a lot of people talk about like the Jedi, like before the Clone Wars, is like, oh, they were already corrupt and everything like that. I have to. There's tens of thousands of Jedi, right? Yep. At this time, I have to imagine they're not all just like sitting on the council, being like, "Yep, we're Jedi." Uh, <laughs> they're doing things. It's it's a it's an org. You know, it's a it's a order. It's a council. There's stuff going on. They're doing missions. They're doing diplomatic things. They're, you know, doing all sorts of fun stuff. And so. I think someone going under the radar to Camino to a, a basically a no-name planet 
and then doing that, I could totally see that happening. And then as the Clone Wars progress, uh, it only becomes more confusing. There's so much more going on because now previously you didn't have a military. Now they're running a military. Uh, so I still don't think there's much weakness. We definitely see them unravel though. And I think it is just the power of Palpatine, you know, play, being the puppet master the whole time. Uh, and as we see all of the Jedi start to go away, we lose Dooku, we lose Pong Krell, uh, we lose uh, Barriss Hoffi, uh, like everyone's falling apart. And then you lose Ahsoka, not in the same way, but we do lose her to the Jedi. Well, so. and also, uh, what's his name? He gets captured. He does the, with Grievous and Cut arc, I think it's the same. Uh, Ethkoth? Is that Ethkoth? That's not Ethkoth. This is a Brack. I don't know. Ethkoth is a, is a Zabrak. Okay, yes. So it's Ethkoth. He ends up leaving the Order towards the end of the Clone Wars. Yeah, and then who replaces him is Agent Kolar, who is also a Zabrak. Yes. Oh, that's so, why it was confusing. I was like, I was like, are they both in Revenge of the Sith? No. No, Agent Kolar is the one that's in Revenge of the Sith. That, that's yeah. the confusing part of it. I think I think Ethkoth only appears in Clone Phantom Wars. Menace. Well, and then Clone Wars. No, he shows up in. Uh, he's on Geonosis, isn't he? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's on Geonosis. Because sometimes I it's so hard at mixing up the two. Because is it Agent Kolar or is it Eth Koth? Yeah. Okay, I swear I thought both of them went to confirm Palpatine. No, no, just one of them. Yeah, uh, and and in Agent Kolar, Sacy Teen, uh, Kid this Fisto. This was a trivia question, wasn't it? It was. That's why it, it was a trivia yeah, question. It was one I wrote, which was the funnier part of all of this. This is the yeah. <laughs> and now you're asking about it, huh? Um. No, but it's so funny because you said that like a, a lot of other Jedi are are doing other things. Like Ethkoth like leaves the Jedi. He was on the Jedi Council at the beginning of the war. He leaves and then ends up becoming a priest and having a family and then yeah. getting got by Vader <laughs> a I couple mean, of years later. And then having I mean, his kids stolen by the Inquisitorius. That's the whole like setup for episode one is there's trouble on a republic world we need to make sure that everything is good we need to make sure that these trade negotiations don't go south and we don't lose you know a world to this you know separatist alliance that's what they sent the jedi out for it wasn't to swing lightsabers and, and blow up a bunch of droids initially uh that's what it turned out to be but yeah it was just like yeah i mean i think that's what's an interesting thing about that opening of that movie is we do see the jedi not being jedi they're you know they're just there for negotiations <laughs> pat your thoughts i think it's 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 the centralization and increasing um bureaucracy of the order that as it evolves to the clone wars we, we we can see that like the jedi are not made to be in one central spot and you can see that through a lot of the high republic and and the and by episode one, that they're fun- they're functioning uh, at the Coruscant Temple nicely, but the more that they get into bureaucratic um, policies and stuff like that, it's a little too much for them to handle. Like when when it comes to end time with um, the Senate, they have to. There's, Yoda always is talking about new ways they have to function. They have to function within like the normalcies of the Senate, and then Jedi are not split meant to do that they're an outside order they're, they're, they're free order and then discover a healthier happier you with veganuary 2024 
Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Vernon, 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 the heating and cooling specialist. The name says it all. When you focus solely on indoor comfort for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. Get your heating or cooling system tuned by a Vernon specialist today for only $69. Vernon's 60 to 90 minutes of meticulous system inspection guarantees energy savings or the tune-up is free. Now that's a value. Go to vernonheating.com. Vernonheating.com. At the end of this episode, Yoda is very much aware of public... What? Yeah, he's like hush hush. Uh, yeah, he's he's very much aware of um the public perception of the Jedi, and like that's not a very Jedi thing to do. They don't need the they don't need public um ratings to function, but it's a very much concern. No, yeah, absolutely, and I mean that's why when when Alanis and I were coming up with the well, when Alanis was obviously she writes the questions, she asks if I like them or not. Um, but like we were having that discussion. And it was like, this is like, we were trying to figure out where this takes place because it has to be, because I think Dark Disciple has happened by now, in my opinion. It's confusing because this episode hasn't come out yet, but we were talking about that heavily during our Son of Dathomir discussion because Chris, you and I were actively trying to figure out where does this all slot in because there's a lot of information that needs to happen for Son of Dathomir and Dark Disciple to make sense. No, yeah, because I mean... It's funny because he he looks at I, I think and it's funny because it's like you look at the Mason Jar Jar episode, then you look at this, and then you think about what um uh what man, I'm getting distracted by the, all these random names. Uh, <laughs> um uh if, if you look at the timeline, you look at what Mace is doing, and then you look at what Yoda says at the end, it's like they can see that their order is kind of breaking in a way. And you see that a lot in Dark Disciple, but we aren't we can't really get into much with with Chase and Pat not having read that. And we don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't read it. And plus we'll be talking about it on a separate uh episode, a special episode. So, um be on the lookout for that. Uh but Char, go ahead and take the question. I will. Okay, so we start off with Yoda and uh, Chancellor Valora meeting because after Yoda confronts Palpatine about the information about Sifo Dyas, Sifo, he essentially says, well, that was before my term. It was Chancellor Valorum that knows about this. So Yoda goes and sees Chancellor Valorum at his own personal place in Coruscant and he asks about Sifo Dyas and that he was investigating um, some spice from Obadiah and all of this was unraveling and it was super confusing and uh, Yoda asks him, like, who went with him? And that Valorum said it wasn't himself. It was his own personal aide, Silman. And when you see a picture of him, he just looks like you're, you know, your regular human being. But then when you see him on Obadiah after all that, that conflict happens, when Anakin and Obi-Wan speak to, um, I'm forgetting the, the, the Pike, the Pike leader, Pike, I'm forgetting his Pike name. Man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. Um, but, 
when they go and talk, he's wearing that that same necklace that that Silman was wearing in the picture, and Anakin confronts him, and then he demands to meet Silman, and Silman is in this cell, and he is transformed. He is like an animal. He he makes friends with worms, and he's and then when Anakin and Obi Wan give him food, it, he he's literally a hermit. Um, Star Wars and, biggest glow up in all honesty. <laughs> yeah, he's walking on all fours. Like there is something uh, a bit wrong with him. And I want to ask you guys, how does Silman's outcome show how everyday people were damaged by the actions of the Jedi Sith in the Senate? Because obviously, when they were trying to get information out of Silman. An old guy pulls up and then chokes him to death. So, <laughs> yeah. Before he was about to reveal it, because yeah. you know that's Star Wars when they're about to get good, it just cuts out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is. I think it's a good. Star Wars is very good at reflecting the real world. Um, I think this is a good reflection of what uh, the toll of war and political climate and all that stuff can have on people. Um, I don't know if I'd say Silman is an everyday person, but we've definitely seen in real life politicians that do become unhinged and take uh, serious actions. Um, so I think it's, for me, I always look at Silman as like a, yeah, like, I wouldn't call it a cautionary tale, but more of a reflective tale of stuff that happens in real life in the complex uh, corruption of global politics, and in this case, galactic politics. Because it's all corruption at the end of the day. Oh yeah. oh yeah, and building on top of that, I would I want I want to say it's like Star Wars is all about ideology. It, it, it's its focus is, is on the big ideology, and um, the the Jedi, the Sith, all good and evil. That's the focus. That's that's the um, what, what's on the Jedi's mind. What's on the Sith mind? It's it's power. It's control. Um, it's doing good it's balancing the force and throughout all this thing that's that's what it's all been for the the jedi have all just been trying to bring balance or bring peace it's the goal ideological goal of peace um and in the pursuit of that you have these casualties that um you're fo focused on the ideology that pe people are getting lost in the steps and i think that's part of like why the jedi are kind of crumbling a little bit and it's what Yoda kind of hits and the other council members are hinting at like there used to be so much focus on the people that this war but this war has turned into a battle of ideology rather than focusing on protecting or uh, looking out for the people and Silman's kind of like this was even going on before then he was a, he was a, he's a reflection or a preview of what was to come Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead, Hair. I feel like the best way to describe this is it's kind of like they like they were put in play because, again, Chancellor Valorum needed Silman there to, to ensure that the Pikes were getting dealt with because, again, at the time they were dealing 1313. But what ended up happening was, again, he got trapped in the middle. I think it's just like it's kind of like Clovis, in a sense, like with like when Clovis was getting used as a pawn between Palpatine and Dooku, whoever was caught in the middle just kind of got screwed over. It's just, it just sucks because you can't really control that. It's just you're just on this chessboard and you're getting wiped out because this thing needs to happen so Palpatine can move to power. 
Well, and I also kind of think it's funny that when when the, the Pike is like, yeah, we had to keep this guy for leverage. No, it was, like, like, it was insurance. He's like, it was yeah, insurance. yeah. Insurance. So you're gonna keep insurance for ten years? Okay, no, it was, it was 13, that is committing to a bit, my friend. It, it was it, thirteen. It accrues years. value over time. <laughs> no, it was, no, no, Luke, it was thirteen years because oh, yeah. you gotta think. That's right. Ten years from famous attack of the clones, and then three years of the Clone Wars. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That that is true. And I just think it's so funny because it's like the Pikes are just like, yeah, we're just gonna commit to this bit. This guy's got some knowledge. We're gonna keep him, keep him for safekeeping, you know. And it, it like all, I think we see the Pikes only a handful of times, right? And the, I think this is the first or second time we see Obadiah, right? The first time because we see them again in a circus walkabout i okay. believe am i right on that yeah because that's that's we see them at with the martez sisters correct later on but... in season seven. Oh yeah because it's the same like the funeral throne room yeah yeah uh, and i did i just found out that the uh i just realized the, the leader of the pikes his name is lom lom yeah lom generic name like four lom without the four so the most important question I think for this episode are the worms crunchy, chewy, or uh, gushy? I assume they, they got they gotta be jelly filled. Yeah, jelly filled. Okay. Yeah. I was kind of okay. thinking that too, but I was like, maybe maybe they're kind of crunchy. Like maybe it, there's like actually a little bit of a hard character. Okay, guys, we're gonna count to five, and we're all gonna say General Kenobi. Okay. Ready? Five, four, you three, two, one. General I don't get it. Chase has never seen. Revenge. I've never seen Star Wars. I'm making this all up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, that's 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 fair. That's it's all really good. Uh, really good points. Chase, yeah, you're all great. You're just here for the fast ships and the pew pews. <laughs> and the give, whoosh, me, whoosh. give me PowerPoints all day on Star Wars. <laughs> Stories be damned. Me and Stoops like... are gonna go watch. Some Star Wars. <laughs> 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 the joke. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, damn, you wrote like stories then. Oh man. All right. So with that out of the way, with with all of your comments and discussing the question, we're gonna move on to the next question. So from where we left off with Silman getting killed by Dooku. Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Dooku have a fight. And this this, mo- this a lot of stuff happens in this fight. So they keep on going. They go out and on. And then the Pikes help the Jedi. And then and this is where Obi-Wan realizes something. So when they get out on the balcony and all the Pikes come in and then Dooku talks to him and then Lom says, you are no longer allowed here, Tyrannus. And then Obi-Wan flips a switch in his head. And then he says to Dooku, Tyrannus, you're Tyrannus. And then Dooku says, I told you everything, uh, or I told you, I told Every- you everything that, um, I'm that I need to know on Geonosis all yep. those years, Kenobi, you should have yeah. joined me. Yeah. And then I was like, huh, because I was like, that's because that was exactly what Jingle Fett told me that he was hired by a man called Tyrannus on one of the moons of Bogdan. And then now Obi-Wan realizes that Dooku was always Tyrannus. So, and then. Dooku force pushes all the pikes, kills Lom, and Anakin, and Dooku tries to escape, and then Anakin gets force pushed by Obi-Wan, and he goes and he fights him on top of the ship. And then obviously Dooku gets away, and Anakin and Obi-Wan head back to the Jedi Temple. 
hold, and, hold on, hold on. Gets away. Let's be a little bit more generous to Dooku. He doesn't just get away. No, he he's, <laughs> he's pretty he's pretty sly in this. I honestly, this is one of my favorite lightsaber battles. Oh, 100 like, percent. You know he's got to get away. <laughs> he's toying with them. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, 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 it's a beautiful sequence, and you can see how, like, both done and reveling it, Dooku was. Well, and think about this. This also ties into uh, Revenge of the Sith. Because, remember, he toys with them then at the beginning of that fight, too. And it's like, you won't get away with, again, get away with this again, Dooku. And it's and it's because of this moment because this is the last time that these three fight each other before Revenge of the Sith. So it's it's interesting because he he does have the upper hand a, a lot in this entire uh, saber fight, yeah. and it's just just great how how it coordinates with with Revenge of the Sith so much. Yeah, and the, and the thing is so. Anakin in this fight, so this is the last time they fight before Revenge of the Sith. And this is about what, maybe two, three months before Revenge of the Sith? No, because you need the Outer Rim Sieges. The Outer Rim Sieges lasted at least six months. Six months. Okay. So from this fight and then to Revenge of the Sith, when Anakin tells Dooku that his powers have doubled since the last time they met, like six months, your powers have doubled? Mother of God. (laughs) Like, Anakin Skywalker talking. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Anakin's just a little cocky little bitch, you know. Yeah, I mean, he loves he loves the drama. He's all about he's all about that pre-fight chat. Yeah, and then but, he, but he does. Talk. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, and then can we also... Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> can we also hey, talk about Lugano. how? Can we talk about how cool Dooku's dismount was off the platform? How? He oh yeah, the, the, just the backflip. Oh. No, he just one step and then he just fell straight down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was first. that was something else. Uh, I feel like he practices that. I know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he, he just he's just that. like Vader. He wants to have a little bit of flair on his exits and his entries. What I love the like most Revenge about of the it... Sith. He does a flip before he fights. <laughs> what I love the most about it is I love how once he gets on the ship and they're he's flying away, he's just like chilling there, like thinking, and then he looks up and he just sees Anakin like. Ah! <laughs> He's yeah, flying, like, and then he cuts the ship. And yeah. Then, oh. It is a really good fight. Yeah, oh. so, which I want to ask you guys. How does this arc showcase Dooku's power? When, in his timeline, do you do you believe he was at his most powerful? I mean, I, I think I think what we just went over, just his, his style and how he's just touring with them, and then Force pushes, what, 25 pikes? Yep, about, uh, yeah. Yeah, and and Anakin and Obi Wan back. Um, I think yeah, this is this is probably his most powerful because um, I think even in Attack of the Clones, you know, Yoda and him are fighting, and it says uh, he's like, oh, we can't actually do this with lightsabers or through the power of the Force, but with a lightsaber, whatever it is, I forget. Yeah, when he fights Yoda. <laughs> yeah, but like it seems like you know it's like there's there's a match there, but he's definitely. I feel in all of the Clone Wars, every time we see Dooku with a lightsaber, he is playing with people. He doesn't fight people. He plays with them. He's like a cat. Uh, Dooku is meticulous. You've known since the day he's become Palpatine's apprentice. Most of his day has been dedicated to training. He will not, he's not going to stop 
and he knows, especially if he believes the Doctor is giving him more power, he's gonna hone that as best as he can. And so he, he just he's just going he's going at it and he's building up, and that's like where his power is coming from. It's just, just this dedication. I would. But before you go, I want to talk about this comment. Imagine if Sean Connery was the actor for Dooku instead of Christopher Lee. <laughs> oh, I don't think that would have been nearly as good. I think Christopher Lee, like you're going down, Kenobi. <laughs> perfect. Uh, oh man, rest in peace, Christopher Lee. Really good. <laughs> Nick Jonas, my boy. <laughs> oh my god yes uh I, I like playing wizard 101 it's one of my favorite games yes he is in the game yes but uh to, to get back on a track of how did you able to go and finish your question yeah i did so I'm, it's so hard because i know pat and chase have not read dark disciple my answer is duke is the strongest in dark disciple the stuff that he does in that book is just insane and i'm just that's where i'm gonna leave it no well i i I think Dooku is strong throughout the entire Clone Wars, but I think he's at a strongest in Dark Disciple. Yeah, strongest in Dark Disciple, and then and also in this. But like Chase, I think the one saber fight where he is not on his A game is definitely on Naboo when he fights Anakin. Uh, oh yeah, with the with the Magna Guards. Yes. Um, yes. I, I think I fully heart. I th- I full heartedly <laughs> think that if and if the man if the Magna Guards wouldn't have been there, Anakin probably would have killed Dooku. Yeah, day. I feel like we talked about. I was on that episode. Yeah, we you were on this. that episode. So uh, I still think he was toying with them. I think no. I think you're right. I think I think he it would have gone way different if the Magna Guards wouldn't have been there. But man, he still was. I mean, he was like electrocuting him for half the fight. So. Uh, no, yeah, I think it's just interesting. It's very, very interesting that we are. To answer uh, your question, Haley, so in, at Revenge of the Sith, he is eighty-three years old, which would have put Qui Gon killing it at eighty-three. He, he so, would have lived to be. He would have been like sixty-three. Yes, yeah. because because yeah. Duca was born in one hundred and two BBY, and Sidious was born in eighty-four BBY. So Duca was. 17 we know 18 years older than palpatine yeah but we also know he's either 82 or 83 depending on when his birthday is in star wars so yeah, well, this is a republic calendar birth date <laughs> i feel like Dooku would go around saying like oh yeah 80 is just the new 40 oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> he would <laughs> he totally would you're absolutely right um but yeah harris but yeah, so again, like Char said, it ends with, you know, <laughs> there's only there's only one Darth Vader, and it's our good and Lord Star Wars lawyers. Lawyer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is going on? I love this. This chat has gone full I love trackable insane, and I'm here for it. I'm here for this energy. I just imagine the Spotify listeners are just like, why do they keep stopping every three seconds to talk about you and McGregor? It's just so weird. Hey. It, it's oh, it, that's why you gotta watch us on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, Harris, uh, go ahead and yeah. take away the two last yeah. two questions. So once more, we end with like the wipe the Jedi Council, and they're like, yeah, the, like our enemy has created a clone army. We can't reveal this to the Republic because we'll lose all our leverage in the war, and. So this goes into this entire conversation about Yoda being like, 
like oh we're getting like just thrown into this like web by the sith lord and how we're going down a path but it's not the right path and so actually no i'll, I'll say the whole thing but they're all not on the right path and we're on the only path do you believe this to be true in a sense i mean the, re the jedi had multiple avenues at the beginning of the clone wars they shoehorned them into what they're on because they've had multiple times to say to stop <laughs> oh jesus this chat is amazing i love you all oh wow okay this i, I this is see, this is why i love this podcast because you never know what's gonna happen exactly um but no as i'm saying that they've had multiple times to say yeah no we we shouldn't be doing this but they've 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 put all their faith in that this is the right choice, and they can't really back out here. Because even if they back out, they can still back out, but then they definitely will put people in danger. And while the, there may be casualties during the war, a lot more casualties will come from them pulling out at this point. And so... Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Every day my company gets scam phishing emails trying to get money or sensitive info. I wanted to protect my employees and my clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. First, teach employees to recognize and report phishing. Next, require strong passwords plus multi-factor authentication. And finally, turn on automatic updates for your business software. To learn more, go to CISA at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world. Yeah, I I definitely look at it as they are looking at it the only way they can look at it. And, you know, Yoda says, we have to end this war. Uh, man, this is insane. I'm going to like look this way so I can finish a thought. <laughs> uh, no, they, from, from the Jedi's perspective, if they give up uh they hand the galaxy over to a sith lord that they don't know uh and so when yoda says it's not the right path it's the only path he knows it's not right he but he knows if there if we don't do anything it will only get worse from here we yeah. have to do everything we can to make a horrible situation a little bit less worse he like yoda knows there is no happy ending for this. Uh, I think most of the Jedi Council knows there's no more. There's no happy ending to this war anymore. Um, the victory won't be a victory. It'll just be an end. Uh, so, yes, I, I think he's 100% right. Pat? I'm just watching the Lego Mace Windu now. <laughs> I know how do we follow that. <laughs> uh, no, no, but no, but gee... I mean, me and Jason are in agreement. It's it's, it's the, Je the the Jedi have no right answers anymore. 
It, it's just what they can do to, to, to help relieve anything that's going on. Darth Man, the Jedi saving themselves makes them not Jedi. Yeah, because if they were to pull out, that, that's selfish. They're really dangerous. And I, I say Wait, this... the Jedi pull it, out? <laughs> they have to pull out. Do they even pull in? <laughs> they they, they pull in. no attachments. <laughs> no, no attachments. Wait, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. That was one less than Anakin didn't wait, get. Wait, hold on. Hold on. So do they... Uh... Oh, man. Um, it's almost like the Jedi like to soak in a way. I think certain Jedi soak. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I think I think Anakin and Padme soaked for the first four years. Oh, but they're only married for three. Three. Exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, they were they were soaking on that uh when uh, when they were going on the little trip in Brotherhood. Oh no. We're going oh, down no. a path I can't, can't follow. follow. Anyway. <laughs> because of Ewan McGregor and Pod once chat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Lego makes Windu, apparently. No, it, it it's and I think Chase put it perfectly. Like it, it it's kind of like Yoda really kind of coming to this the, the final understanding of like, well, we fucked up. Now we just have to deal with it, you know? It's it, it's it's really the beginning of the end. And I while leaving a one night stay in the force will be with you. But I won't be Keanu Mundi be like Oh Jesus. Somehow he's returned. Oh man. You know the Jedi are like monks and like live almost a life of poverty. So no not even cab fare. Not no, even Captain. Wait, you and McGregor is Darth Sidious? What is going on? Oh man. Wait, but like, there's a reason why the the the, the Jedi Temple is um by appointment only to visit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yep, we've lost complete control. <laughs> Luke, let me ask was you. Right. The chat what, is kicking over. Was the last time you had an episode where it wasn't derailed? Uh, that's true. Been a while. Been a while. So <laughs> no, Dathor, we didn't have any problems because there was no chat. Yeah, there wasn't any chat. I love but, this chat. I love you all. No, yeah, it was, it, it's it's been a big You guys have all made my day. Podcast. I have been so well behaved today. That is true. <laughs> I will say that last week, not so much. But I don't know what, what happened last about. week? Oh, Luke, geez. you were just the host that week. Last week you talked about Clovis. Yeah, exactly. There was there was no arc in between. I mean, it. last week they talked about Mason Jar Jar. What are there's there's no episode about Mason Jar Jar. All right, all right, all right. Oh yeah, all right. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's, let's let's get back on. Well, thank you, Ewan. Whoever you are, thank you. What would you do if that was Ewan McGregor, Luke? Yeah, it is that Ewan McGregor. I'd be like, hey, saw you at Star Wars Celebration. Nice to see you again. Um, but Harris, take us home. Last question to end off this podcast. So, I gotta ask you guys. Why do you think the writers chose to keep this only to a one standalone episode? Do you guys wish it was more episodes or was it kind of the perfect length? It's the perfect length because I realize they've been wasting everyone's damn time and they could have just filled in the gap between episode two and three with this one fucking episode. <laughs> Jesus. 
But no, I, I think it's the perfectly, I think after so many long arcs, I think it is the perfect pacing just to get a, like, and I guess maybe I have the wrong understanding here, but this is part of the Netflix series, right? Or Netflix yes. season. Yes. Yeah, this it, was, it was, this was, season six was, uh, all, was pushed to Netflix, yes. Yeah. Or as the Blu-rays, it was called The Lost Missions. Yeah, the Lost yeah. Missions. Yeah, so this to me and again i was not there when it was all airing this feels like we really have to tie this together with episode three um and do it as quickly and efficiently as possible and i think they did a really good job especially with uh this arc and also the next arc coming up i think is it doesn't tie anything together but it's really good well uh, but no i mean it was the original ending for clone wars but we'll get to yeah. that when we get to the other arc yeah but no i i love the length of this i I wish there were more episodes of the Clone Wars like this. I know there are those one-off episodes, but I wish there was more of those one-off episodes that were like, "Hey, we're gonna like connect a lot of things here. You don't, we don't have to go through a whole essential movie to get through it." But yeah, I, I love how short this arc is and how much it tells you. Yeah, it tells you a lot in a short span of time. I think it's like what 23, 24 minutes, twenty-four yeah. minute episode. Yeah. <laughs> this chat we can't get anything done with this chat no, we, can't. we really can't uh wait, wait, wait so you're asking me to take the mask off but your pfp already has your mask off so yeah you want me to what put are it we back doing on? here he's a lower half off he wants to kiss help you. me put this mask back on. <laughs> help me um take that... this mask off vader, no huh well well i'm sorry i'm distracted by vader yeah <laughs> um no i i Originally, I wanted this to be a longer arc, mm-hmm. just because I want to get more into the politics of stuff. You know me; I, yeah. I would love a little more valorum going on. But um, Chase is right; it, 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 it is it is it is the perfect length. So I do have a little; it feels a little sped through for me. But I think it's a one-off episode is is perfect for this because it it should leave you feeling like that sense of dread that this has been going on. And looming over the Jedi, the whole Clone Wars, and you only have this small interaction where they get the answers, but there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> yeah, um, I I think it's perfect because it's a great palate cleanser from what you get in, uh, I mean, from the Clovis arc, even from the beginning of the of season six, you have these arcs that are before this episode, you have this episode, and then you have the finale arc with yoda and i think it's perfect absolutely perfect to watch um and i I really enjoyed i think it could have been an arc a potential arc uh but then again the way it was written just perfect for one episode in my opinion so yeah i'm I'm right with you luke it it kept it short and sweet and accomplished everything it needed to in a span of 25 minutes it it revealed who tyrannus was it revealed that sifo ds is what he was doing before his death and it it accomplishes everything it needs to, and it's a perfect um, way to have it be the final episode before the last arc of the show until we get to 2020. Yep, absolutely. Uh, just want to highlight this comment because we don't get many Twitch viewers, so awesome. Appreciate Hi, it. Hello, Muhammad. How you doing? Muhammad, Hi. thanks. Jar Jar, yep. What's up, buddy? Be Dazzler, Brooke. We're going to go into our whole spiel about Far Far Away Factory. Cue it up. <laughs> uh, Far Far Away Factory, where you can get awesome shit. Uh, 
uh, Brooke, uh, B. Dazzler, she does awesome uh, stuff with Star Wars, uh, DC, Marvel. You can buy shirts, uh, sweatshirts, uh, little earrings, and stuff like that. She has everything under the sun. Go to her website, farfarwayfactory.com. You can find her on Instagram at farfarwayfactory, at TikTok at underscore B. Dazzler underscore. You can't go to her Etsy shop. But we prefer you guys go to the website because that really, really helps us out. Helps her out. Sorry, not us out. It helps her out. Anyway. Mohammed found YouTube. Hi. I'm, I'm glad that we have uh, a God, good handful of international viewers that come in. <laughs> that is a great profile. <laughs> I love it. What a is that, is that El Chapo? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, um, your thoughts? But- no, I, I agree. I think this was the perfect choice for this episode. It was the perfect one-off. It was the, the nice breather between the Mason Jar Jar episode arc and the Yoda arc. It was like a really like nice breather, and then it kind of just lets you fade into that. Like it was like a really good fade in. It like puts the Clone Wars all in retrospective because you think about it with this one paired up with the Yoda arc, it's like the perfect like retrospective of like going back to the very beginning of the Clone Wars and how it all started to what what their choices are at the end of the Yoda arc again? I really it's hard to talk about this episode in a vacuum because the Yoda arc is like right on that door and they're like the perfect companion pieces to each other. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to decide that because paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me: the mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Once more, I feel like this is the perfect standalone one-off Clone Wars episode because there's not really that much in the series and you can't really top this one. No. Jar! Three What's interesting up? facts. So before I say this, um, I just want to look at this uh, this Jar Jar and Ewan talk in the chat. He said, Misa late sorry. And then <laughs> he said, you ruined everything. And then he says, I am the father. And then he says, no! <laughs> <laughs> And then he's going after Muhammad. Better watch out. Um, and then he says, I might get Yoda. <laughs> uh, if I'm a profile, I'm, I'm not ugly. I kick you. <laughs> Come, call me ugly. I spit on you. <laughs> Another right, anyway. happy land. Okay, anyway. <laughs> hey, off the ladder. This yeah. chat is uh, wild. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's amazing. But anyways, let's dive into my segment. The three interesting facts about this arc. Three interesting facts about a certain Clone Wars arc that you didn't know about until now. Part 37, The Lost Ones Edition. Fact 1, allowing the inevitable. This episode makes it clear that the Jedi were not completely ignorant of the mysterious circumstances surrounding the creation of the clone army. Rather than be completely obvious to their fate, 
the Jedi, in truth, were aware of the plot by war's end, but were helpless to unveil it or stop it in time. Fact 2. A nod to Steven Spielberg. The mysterious opening sandstorm sequence on the Obadiah moon was staged as a tribute to a similar sequence in Steven Spielberg's 1977 film Close Encounters of the Third Kind. As a further nod to Spielberg's distinct, distinct visual style, the night sky over the moon features a shooting star. Fact 3. Case File Unraveled. Sifo-Dyas's case file 127456 reads, Jedi Master sifo died while trying to negotiate a peace between tribes on Felucia. He was aboard Jedi T-6 Shuttle 77519 when it crashed. Much of, it, of the information surrounding his death remains confidential other, under the office of the Chancellor. It is believed his body was eventually recovered and cremated by the Felucian tribes in accordance with Jedi custom. For this reason, there has been little evidence which, which confirms the location of his disappearance. Further inspection in the matter may be authorized at a further date. And there you have it. Those are the three interesting facts about the Lost Ones episode. Well, I actually have a, a bonus fact to add on to your three interesting facts. So, Obi-Wan says in this, like when, he, uh, when they're talking about Tyrannus, when he first comes up and he's like, he's like, you're the man named Tyrannus? And he's like, Saifo Diaz me. And he's like, you lie. Well, that line pops up again in Siege of Mandalore. And James L. Taylor was talking about on his podcast about how he didn't originally want to say you lie. He wanted to say that's a lie because he felt like that was not in character for Obi-Wan. So there's an interesting fact behind the scenes. Interesting. Well, there you go. Gotcha. Uh, all right. So episode ranking. Uh, let's start with Chase. I will go Grandmaster on this episode. I think it is the best one-off episode of the Clone Wars. Um, I I joked that, like, oh, if they it took you six seasons just to tie everything together. I think season six as a whole is so good at connecting everything from episode two to episode three. And episode seven, obviously, is more of an overlap. Um, but I think what they do with this arc and the questions that they answer from episode two are like pivotal. It almost feels like, and I think the way that this episode was shot as well, like the opening with Plo Koon, like that is like straight out of, well, I mean, I guess like it feels like it was like Dune, basically, like all the sand and just like the, the uh, vehicles obscured and stuff like that. I think the panning shots of Coruscant in this episode look way better than they have ever before. Uh, so yeah, it almost felt like a 20 minute movie that you watch in this uh, little episode. So yeah, I'm going to go Grandmaster. There you go. There you go. Pat? I got to go Grandmaster as well, just because it, it, it does a very good job at giving you sense of urgency and doom for the Jedi that they have all this information now, but they've stuck themselves or the the universe has stuck themselves in in this chaos and they can't do anything without someone getting hurt whether it's them um individual people the senate or any of the clones and it, it really puts this dread from the dark side of the force over you nice 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 uh harith gotta agree with it i was thinking before chase even said it Grandmaster, I think this is the best one-off Clone Wars episode. Like I said, like Chase said, it's like the perfect bridge. Like, like Chase literally just stole my words. Like, why do I even need to say anything else? Grandmaster. Yeah, I, I yeah, Char. Grandmaster, nothing else I gotta say. 
It's a Grandmaster. Grandmaster. Hey, he full swing. Hey, it's it's uh it's it, I think that's what the ninth, eighth, ninth, eighth, eighth, eighth episode, uh to get Grandmaster. Oh man, the Chappy Wilden. Did you actually want to listen to Luke complain for five hours, or did you just want to go to sleep for real? Sleep, I wanted. Passed away, I did. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I have uh, comments. That's very. <laughs> no idea what you guys are talking about. This is no idea. No wild. idea. But I, no, go ahead, Pat. I just, I just wanted to say that, like. The opening to this episode was the best because the Jedi could not see. They were lost in the dark and they couldn't see. And that's that that's like some of the best opening for the whole Clone Wars episode because it really set the tone for for everything. Yeah. I was say yeah, I when I was rewatching this today, I was like, this is really just a good opening to an episode. Just how like I said, how it shot, like Pat said, like it's a good just like imagery of what's going on with the Jedi at that point. Uh, so good. I was gonna say what I love the most about it is not only is it is the perfect opening, like you said, with the dark and everything. Also, you get the perfect tie into Rebels because you see Commander Wolf. Mm. So it's like everything is just coming to a head, and like it's like a good like wrapping of everything. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All right, that is going to be it, guys. Uh, thanks for everybody in the chat for being as crazy as you are. Uh. Uh, thanks uh, for everybody that's been here, Chase and Pat. Where can the good people follow you both on on uh, the social medias? Um, I'm on TikTok um, at uh, St. Pat uh, underscore gang, um, Separatist Rebel. And then I'm on Twitter um, of St. Pat of Stars. I, I, I would love... <laughs> I would love if uh, my Twitter following could get a little boost. That would be awesome. But uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. I just post random things. Chase? Sweet. Yeah, no, I. you can find, follow me at Forward Into the Black everywhere, uh, mostly on TikTok and Twitch um, and Instagram sometimes, usually just talking to people. But yeah, uh, and then find me on the Rogue Council sometimes here and there every once in a while when we feel like talking about Star Wars movies. Absolutely. Yoda. All right. Um, uh, Harith, where can good people follow you? Can you put Yoda's comment back on the screen? I think, I think, yeah, put, because I have to criticize yeah. this. I think it would be on the gram, you must follow me. Yes. Is what it should be. No, on, on the gram, you, you must, must follow. follow. But I was going to say, Yoda's, Yoda's right. You, yeah. you should absolutely follow me, Harith Productions, on Instagram. Also, the same username as TikTok. And also, Harith underscore edits on Twitter. As you and can yeah, see down below in the ticker. Yeah, literally just literally just read the ticker if you're on YouTube. If you're on, not on YouTube, what are you doing? This, I don't know. Yeah. Go follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and you can find me here. Char Char J. Where can the good people follow you? Good people, you can find me on TikTok at Char Char J, as spelled right here. And you can find me at the Pod Ones Podcast every Thursday as we cover our Clone Wars rewatch. Next week, we're going to be covering the Yoda arc, the final arc of Season 6. And you can also find us on Friday as we have our Kenobi rewatch on Stream Lounge. Yep. Uh, part 3 tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we've got to chuckle. we got to juggle a lot of people around. Uh, 
But yeah, you can find us at the Pod Ones Podcast on TikTok, the Pod Ones Pod on Instagram, and Pod Ones Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we are dabbling into other franchises. Uh, we you are going to start seeing here in a couple of weeks House of Dragon reactions uh, and Rings of Power, Lord of the Rings action on uh, the channel. So be on the lookout for that. Obviously, we'll be still doing Star Wars, doing our roundtables, doing Andor, Bad Batch. Uh, this is uh, this is where the fun begins. So uh, keep your eyes here. Like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we can't do any of this without any of you, and we appreciate it. Uh, but that is it. On to the next one for Light and Life. We are all the Republic. And may the Force be with you. Always. Always. See you guys. Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply.